Welcome to Talk and Tunes 2020. Good morning, everybody. Time to get up and greet the world with a smile. And remember, every person you meet today has the potential to sue you big time for something you say. Have a nice day. All right. Um, I'll check in a little bit. I'm on a radio right now. Uh, <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> hey, can I call you back? I'm on talking tunes at the moment. <laughs> oh, sorry. It must okay, be something Give me important. your phone. All right. Thanks, man. Give me your phone. Give All right. Phone. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. You got a compass on your wrist? You got to figure out which direction you're going or what? <laughs> Don't mess with me, man. <laughs> Is that, oh, is that a knife? A ninja tool. It's a survival. <laughs> oh my God. It's a survival. I could have used this in out of control days. Yeah. It's, a, know, that it's, a, it's a survival bracelet. It's a rope. It's a whistle. It says fire. It's, Maybe we should talk about Greg's ninja tool first before we try to chat. This is a rape whistle, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's me. I got to make sure. Nobody tries right, to talking dudes has already started as far as I've been concerned. I'm going right here. You got Greg and his rape whistle and his uh, tool. Yeah, so he used to be the G-Man. Now he's, he's uh, he needs his protection since he's wearing his little band around his neck. Don't mess with me, man. He's, he's vulnerable right now. I can see why you need that. I know crazy. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you see the headlines now. Yeah, the headlines now. The G-Man is in the house. <laughs> Kathy Ecker in the house tonight. Bam, bam. I'm going to call you Bam, bam. I'm sorry. You know, that, yeah, I like that, actually. It's kind of fun. Hi, Bam, bam. No, you hate it. Oh, no, that's you cool. I like it. I like now, it. Now, Kathy and I go back for, God, how many years now? When you were out of control? Yeah, when I first started out of control, I met you at Papa Top. Yeah. Whenever we went into Papa Top. One I knew Kathy before I knew your husband yeah. there. Yeah. So that was years ago. And then, of course, we got uh, the beautiful and ever-talented John Van Wyke. <laughs> <laughs> I guess i got to be real careful. Be careful with this microphone because the condom keeps slipping off here. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> those, those condoms yeah. never do what they're supposed to. <laughs> it's an extra large. <laughs> and, of course, don't you have that problem all the time? <laughs> But slipping off. Yeah. <laughs> Stop buying the magnums, John. You don't need them. There's a story of that house over on uh, Sanford and Southern. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now about, I don't know if we should leave or just, you know. No, no. We, we got to keep Britta here. Britta's used to this stuff. You used to, yeah. you used to work with JoJo Gerard, who I'm going to be interviewing to also. Yes. And Sunny FM. Yes. And I'm also going to be talking with Jim Biggins when he makes it. He's over in Saginaw now, I guess, okay. somewhere. And then, you, do you remember Mark Frost? I never worked with Mark Frost. I yeah. remember of him, but I never worked no, I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark Mark Brookie, he's actually doing writing in one of the papers over in Grand Haven or something now, but he really? was over there. He used to do that classic rock show. Okay. You remember right. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always a thing that you always had fun doing if you did. I when I did it one time it was Woodstock and I found out years later that I misquoted everything. <laughs> <laughs> nobody called, nobody no. cared. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, you've been in radio for a hundred years yourself. Yes, I have. Seems like it anyway. No, it has. It no, it has literally well, been a hundred years. You didn't start. Now, see, I listened to you and, and Jim Cox and Kathy this morning, and you yeah. didn't start with the records, though, did you? The playing re- yeah, playing records. Vinyl. 
I did actually. Really? I, I did. Uh, well, really? not many. It, by that time, most of the music was on carts. Yeah. It was on. It was before CDs, though. Yeah. It was before CDs. It was before the computers. Everything was either on reel to reel or cart yeah. or cart. Yeah. And all those reels to reels with the the blades and the tape and oh, those oh, yeah. were so much fun. Yeah, editing. That calls. was when editing was fun. Oh yeah, oh, that was <laughs> Yeah, that was back in the good old days. <laughs> but now, people that don't know what carts are, those are look like eight tracks, yeah. but they're only two tracks instead yep. of eight. And they're so. like, what's an eight track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's true. What's a VHS? That's true. What's, what? the, what's the record? <laughs> but hey, the, the the art of when you first were were DJing with records is you had to have the back cue, so you had yes. to cue properly. So yes. when they started, mm -hmm. they were right there. Yep. Yeah, anyway, I'm just reminiscing, that's all. But uh, John, you've got something that you wanted to share with everybody as far as uh, something that's uh, well, one of the, we're trying to do Well, one of the things I, that I've been, been uh, working on, and actually it started at uh, our reunion of, of Talking Tunes back last summer. Yeah. And we, a bunch of us got together over at Papa Tops, and we were reminiscing and showing pictures. and Great things, things happen at Papa Tops, don't well, they? Well, we went, I mean, you know, the back story is we went to Papa Tops because we thought we still had some trade left there from 20 years ago. <laughs> You asked me, you said, where should we meet? And I said, you know, we used to have all of our staff meetings at uh, Eagle 97 over there when Bob Bolton and Bob Bolton, they worked for trade. Every, pretty much everything yeah, yeah. at that radio station well, was, I was trade. His, I was his number one trade guy. <laughs> and, and so yeah. we would go to Papa Tops and the Sandbar and a couple other places in that neighborhood where that studio was. And so I figured I'd go over there and ask Tammy if we still had trade left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? when I left there and went to GVU, I realized that I lost like $10,000 a year in trade. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, that's one of those, you want to work demoted. You want to work, you want to work this overtime, overtime this weekend? We got some new snow tires. <laughs> The girl Firestone, downtown Muskegon. We always went to Firestone. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg would go out and get a case of oil. Oh. <laughs> what are you going to use that for? He said, I don't know. And some donuts. He said, I've got a question. And some donuts. <laughs> but anyway, last summer when we were sitting around at Papa Tops, uh, we were starting talking about radio in Muskegon and people that everybody had worked with over the years and, and my history of radio. Of the, my Uncle Raul was program director at uh, WKBZ right. back in the 1930s. And my another uncle, Paul was the head chief engineer there for 30 years. And so I have a history of, of radio in Muskegon. It's kind of in my blood. We all started talking about that, saying, you know, we need to preserve this somewhere because, you know, we're all getting a little older. And, and, and the guys that, that, and, the, and the people that preceded us back yeah. in the 1930s, 40s are gone. Mm -hmm. And but there are still some people around that still remember working uh, with those with those folks back in the at least in the 40s anyway. So we, we got the idea. And so I said, OK, I'm going to give uh, um, the Lakeshore Museum Center a call. So I gave Anishka Soler a call, who's the, uh, the president of uh, that. And I said, we'd, we'd really like to sit down and talk, maybe doing something with the history of radio in Muskegon, because significant of uh, things that have happened that radio has followed. I mean, everything from the old Occidental Hotel fire of the 1930s and right. and, and Seaway Festival and, and uh, those kinds of things that happened in Muskegon that really shaped Muskegon. And if it wasn't for radio, Boy, what you know, it would have been a big void there. And it went back when news, we had news directors and those kinds of things and covering uh, lots of different things that happened in Muskegon. So anyway, we, we got a, a kind of a committee together and, and uh, uh, Oscar uh, came uh, with uh, Randy Crow and myself and uh, Steve, uh, 
Steve Harvey, Steve James, Steve, 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 Steve Harvey, yeah, whatever, Leonard. whatever name he's Harvey, going by yeah. today, uh, Leonard Harvey. And we set up a meeting back in the September time frame, and we sat down with Anishka and uh, her curator and her archivist and, and a whole bunch of other people from the museum. I don't know what their titles were. Now, and we sat around, and and I said, I said to, to open up the meeting, I said, I want to thank her for having us in. And I said, you got to remember, everybody, all the guys from the radio are all A personalities, and mm. and we can we have to limit ourselves to ninety seconds every time we talk. <laughs> I said, or else we're going to be here for like two days <laughs> talking about stories. And and one of the stories that came out, and we got the really their interest uh, was all the guys that used to work at WMUS over the years started talking about Mother Maddie Davis. Right. And uh, Maddie Davis is something that I didn't know that much about. I'd heard her name here and there, but didn't realize how significant that Maddie Davis was in the history of radio in Muskegon. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, in 1947, uh, yeah. 1947, here's a 21-, 22-year-old African-American woman that weighed about 90 pounds and wanders into the uh, WMUS studio and says, I want to do a radio program on Sunday mornings. But after going to WKBZ... and they Went to WKBZ, too, but they were doing the Berean Church right. and whatever whatever um, you know uh, Christian Reformed Church that they were broadcasting at yeah. the time. Um, but then they were, they were they sold out, and it was big money yeah. for back then. And so she went and she said... Um, I'd like to do this. And they, she said, I'd like to do a 15-minute program. And they said, well, you need to go out and sell your own advertising. She said, I already got it sold. Yeah. And they said, well, go ahead and start it. And for when she started in 1947, for 2,741 consecutive Sundays, 41 years, she did a Sunday morning program in WMUS and, and did a gospel program and started gospel groups. And if, if you talk to a lot of African-Americans who were raised in this community, and Greg, Greg would, would, would well, will vouch for this, uh, and I talked to Paul Billings one day, and I said, you ever heard of Mother Maddie Davis? And he said, are you kidding me? I grew up with Mother Maddie Davis. Yeah. And so every, every, every kid, well, that, every African-American kid in this town that grew up in Muskegon knew Mother Maddie Davis. Everybody in at MUS, too. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tim told me a story about when he was 16 years old and he had to break in, break the window at MUS to get in to do the Maddie Davis show live because <laughs> he forgot his keys. So, and then you know Chris Roberts, we saw over at the. Uh, the lunch thing that we did, I mean, he used to run Maddie Davis. Leonard used to run Maddie Davis. I used to run Maddie Davis in 1990 when I was over so there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, so it's a significant person in history of Muskegon. History of radio, yes, but the history of Muskegon. And I think we got their attention at the Lakeshore Museum Center uh, because Anishka has called me several times. She actually made a presentation back in December to a, a, a regional organization that she belongs to and, and the subject of her presentation was people that I didn't know before I got this job and that were significant to the history of my town. Right. And she did that and, and she got standing ovation and doing a thing on Mother Maddie Davis and and, and so it, it, we got their attention. So what we decided to do is uh, this is about a three-year project with the with the um, Lakeshore Museum Center. They, they take a while to we got to collect things, and uh, Oscar is doing some videotaping uh, right now. It's going to take me three years to get Tim Ackerhoff to be happy with his video. I can tell you that. Well, 
well, well there you go. Yeah, we'll take that long. <laughs> and we don't really know what we're going to do with it yet, other than we're starting to collect. If anybody out there is listening, had anybody that was involved with radio over the years, and you've got this piece of equipment, you don't know really what it is, and it's been sitting in your basement or your garage, but you know it came out of a radio studio. Uh, it may have a lot of tubes in the back of it, whatever it might be. You need to get a hold of us. And uh, we're, Randy Crow has got a, a section of one of his uh, warehouses that we've been collecting things and, and putting that. I just obtained a wire recorder yeah. from the 1947. It's actually 1947. I've never seen one. I remember Cliff, Cliff Martin talking about one, but I've never seen one before. Yeah, and so we, we, you know, we're going we're gonna to put together, and again, it's going to take two to years anyway before we really know where that's going to be, whether yeah. it's going to be at the Lakeshore Museum Center on 3rd and Clay, or whether now that they've uh, combined with the Heritage Museum on Western Avenue, that's all under one umbrella. Uh, I, I think they've signed the papers the last couple of weeks to do that. And, and I've been talking to Anishka about possibility of doing that studio, and it'll make it look like a studio, but do it at the Heritage Museum on Western Avenue, ground floor, with a, with the by, by the window. So if during festivals, whether it's Rebel Road or Bike Time, or whether it's some event that's going on on Western Avenue, anybody can use that that studio and just book it like it's a room. Cool. And you know, nowadays, you know, to do a remote broadcast, it just takes a phone line, basically, it, and or a cell phone. And it's funny that you we say that too, because uh, Don Anderson, I I, I transferred was another big name in radio. He's here, TRU days. Um, he did a video of uh, when he used to have his, his place in South Haven. Okay. And he, people used to pay to come in there to get on the mic to record something on, on, on cassette tape, you know, and then give them, to give them the Well, the you know, so. I don't know if that made, I mean, uh, I got the idea for that. Um, I was down in Chicago not too long ago and walking down Michigan Avenue, walked by the Tribune building, and I went, WGN studio is still right there. Yeah. You know, and WGN, obviously, the, the big voice of the Midwest, uh, 720 out of, uh, out of Chicago. I mean, I walked in, I just, I stood there and watched the guys do their regular broadcast from that studio yeah. that's right, glassed-in studio wow. on yeah. the main floor of the Tribune building, and I'm going, that that's where our museum uh, piece should be, yeah, and make it look like a make it make it look like a and some some antique stuff that we can we can acquire. Uh, I'm in the process. I, I found a couple of old uh, 28 teletypes uh, oh, that I'm going to have. Uh, they weigh about a thousand pounds a piece. <laughs> you know, from from the days of uh, you know the, the people that worked in worked the studio. They Ripping called the wire, and read. Man. You know that yeah. that's where the, all the news came in, the weather came in, everything else was on a teletype. Oh, yeah. And so we're going to have a couple of those there. That I, I hate that. I hated that job. KBZ. <laughs> Ripping, ripping the wire and, and making sure, finding out what stories were good and which, oh, geez, anyway. But, you know, of all, all the great things and the stories that we're trying to capture right now on, on video with people that have done radio uh, in, the, in the modern day, yeah. um, but all the things that, the stories that we are going to get from people who didn't work in radio and they went, Boy, I got engaged at the Getty Four listening to so-and-so on the radio. Or, I, mean, I mean, those kind of... St- and that's probably one of the cleanest stories you can say about the Getty Four. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but th- there are those kind of those stories. There's a lot of when, when, out there, too, that we could talk about, but we won't bring that up right now. No. Yeah, we'll give that a little <laughs> No, you know, and, and, and the great moments of radio. We're gonna try, I've got a whole box of stuff from the talking uh, tunes program yeah, uh, cassette tapes when we oh, used yeah. to do it on cassette tapes and uh, we'll look through there we're going to have to go through their Oscar and figure out if we can uh, find a couple of those broadcasts yeah. that, it, it that were memorable worse we, worse we probably won't be able to play on, 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, you mean some of the Bob stuff? Yeah, some of the Bob stuff and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the interview yeah, with the Goose, Goose uh, Lake down there, or whatever it was, down in Union, Michigan. And, oh, yeah, and yeah. And those kind of broadcasts yeah. that probably shouldn't play in, in today. It would probably scare some I think, children. I think this year, though, when we, we find out about Turtle Lake, if we can ever find out who Turtle runs Lake. Turtle Lake Nudist Camp, we should send Britta down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the, whoever that salesman was. Remember that salesman? That salesman went oh, down to to nude Yeah, Renee. Yeah, Renee. Greg wants to do that. Right now, well, he didn't want to do it last time. And doing that program, <laughs> one, one, one of the best parts about some of those things were just the background laughter oh, yeah. that were in those things. Because <laughs> when Renee went down there, to, it was Turtle Creek. Is that what the yeah, name Turtle was? Creek. Turtle, Turtle Creek. Creek. They had a thing called Nude Stock every year, and they had a rock and roll concert. At a nudist colony. Yeah, I have the And Renee is down there. Yeah. Renee calls us on Saturday morning from down there, and he says, "Man, there's a lot of a lot of vendors here, and pretty much they're all selling sunglasses." <laughs> So this doesn't look like the, the, the Playboy Mansion. No, 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 no. no. no more like the Playboy Garage. I think their their biggest <laughs> these are like biggest nudist, sales item is towels. Yeah, so, yeah. these are like these nudist beaches, <laughs> clothing optional beaches in the grill Jamaica, <laughs> and not no. and not at sandals. <laughs> now, Kathy found the information on that, so she we we can uh, yeah we can set that whole thing up but the thing about it is with Kathy you know if she calls and Nikki Hoffman answers the phone hang up yeah (laughs) she was like 80 when we talked 20 years ago if she if she anything to do with it if she picks up the phone yeah yeah. (laughs) no I'm on my fourth husband now yeah there were some some great things with Greg opening Kansas Spam as well I mean I mean there's nothing like that live radio and, and a can of spam <laughs> opening up and being put on a grill. <laughs> the sound and the smell of that. There's nothing like napalm in the morning. <laughs> you know, the worst thing with Renee did, Renee, he made the chili out of spam. And that was well, wait, well, we had, we had a, a spam chili cook-off yeah. down in Lakeside. That would be good. Yeah. Hawaiians can't be wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Hey, hey. It's true. Is it really? Yes. Well, it's hard to keep yeah. things. How many overweight Hawaiians do you know? Spam works for the Samoans. Spam is big in Hawaii. So is high blood pressure. Yeah, I can name some names. Uh, we so. already go. There. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, so anyway, how do they get a hold of you to, if they want to? Be uh, part probably of this thing? Uh, the, the the best thing to do. I mean, I can give my phone number out over the air because I get weird calls all the time anyway. So two three one five five seven three nine seven nine. Probably the best way to do that. Uh, I've got uh, email. You can find me on Facebook. It's a V-A-N-W-Y-C-K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get that misspelled most of the time. Yeah. But you can do that and mess, message me on Facebook. What is that phone number again? 231. Yeah. Five five seven. Three nine seven. Carol Merrill over here. <laughs> what is that phone number again, please, Greg? <laughs> three oh, John. Nine, seven, yeah, John. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's fine. Yeah, but uh, and obviously you get a hold of somebody here, and and we, but pretty much we're getting most of the broadcasters around the Muskegon are in tune with uh, yeah. Dr. Rich Berry a couple of days ago, and and uh, over at uh, whatever that company Cumulus. is on Cumulus. Whatever that company is over there, you know, right. yeah. another big one, not, not I heart, the other one. Yeah. yeah. I love to watch Britta's face talking about this. You know, everybody out in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's Holy the crush going out again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like this morning with Jim Cox. They have the crush. No, but pretty much everybody that's doing broadcasting now is as well as, as uh, community radio here right. and, and uh, Shoreline uh, Radio. Uh, pretty much know that if you have a question and somebody says, hey, I got this piece of equipment, yeah. or, or it's us out in the community as well, and you're talking to somebody you know that was involved with broadcasting and saying, hey, you know, all that equipment used to, what, what happened to all that stuff yeah. that came out of uh, Mark, 97? Mark knows now, but he'll tell. I think he probably <laughs> will. But one, one of the interesting things that I did when I was still working at the phone company, I was a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. I did go to, when they opened up the radio history uh, exhibit at the Michigan Museum in Lansing, yeah. and we had a big opening reception and everything else, and I was walking by there, and they had a WGN studio, or uh, what's one, in, in, uh, WJR, oh, okay. a WJR studio that they had re, uh, they had to have things made even to make it look like the studio, and I walked by there, and I said, wow, that's a board we're still using at 98.3. <laughs> With the big dials on it. Dials, the big, big dials, That was a piece of antique uh, broadcast equipment. Yeah. But yeah, well, that, some of that I stuff's got to be around somewhere because it, that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, I mean, Cliff Martin never threw out anything. No. I mean, people that worked in, in radio, especially the engineers. I mean, yeah. the engineers are the ones that, that always took mm -hmm. stuff home because they were afraid they weren't going to be able yeah. to find that part. <laughs> yeah. You know, weren't they? Right. Yeah, well, they, they, all, they all tell you they've yeah. got probably boxes of, of uh, vacuum tubes. Hey, there might be some stuff at the old, remember the old MUS studio out on Giles upstairs. Road? Giles Road upstairs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upstairs. we got to figure yeah, out a way to sneak in there. We're going we're gonna to get uh, Britta in, in black clothes, and she's going to sneak in there. there. There you go. I could walk there from my house all right. in black clothes. Well, there you and, go. Like, be a ninja. <laughs> 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 ninja Britta. Ninja Britta. Sneak in. Yeah, I could do that. I could yeah. walk from my house there. Bring it up. I could work. The X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> the X Factor. A little red wagon. A little red wagon. A little, little radio flyer. You can put all her stuff in there. You know, Britta's going to look like Catwoman. Okay. Britta, this, like I call her the golden goddess yeah, of radio. She'll put little whiskers on yeah. her. She'll go in there. She'll be all set. No, you that's fun stuff. Ugly. It really is. It's, <laughs> but we also got to get, if you ever see, you see Mark again. I mean, he lives in my, my town these days, so I might run into him. But he he was talking to me about uh, him and Pam getting together to do one of these videos, too. Oh, cool. And yeah, that and would be awesome. Show. Oh, no. They, they were show. together for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Long yeah. time. Yeah, Mark yeah. Uh, spent 31 years at, at MUS. At MUS, so. yeah. yeah. So. And uh, good, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see him next week. So yeah. So and Mike Murphy, I'd be nice yeah. to get hold of him. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. him. What yeah. is Mike Murphy doing? I don't know. Nobody don't seems know. to know. <laughs> he's caught. Dan Vandermine, I know he still announces the uh, Mona Shores games. I love uh, it, Dan yeah. Vandermine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love get him, him too. I mean, Dan's got some stories. 
You can make a few up too. So. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question? Sure. So, so last Friday I had the privilege. This of isn't show. the Jim Cox show. You can ask whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Kathy. <laughs> back, back to you, Kathy. This is Just jump in. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So last Friday I had the privilege of having lunch with with you guys oh, and uh, Chris Roberts, and I, I met and all these voices. I'm surrounded by these voices from my past, from my teenage years, listening to nonstop. You know, it was just so cool. You have a great radio voice, you know, and, uh, and even Jim Cox, when I'm sitting here with him in the mornings, yeah. I'm like, I remember that voice. Mm-hmm. So, are, so are, here's my guys. issue. You guys, you played great music, but 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 you guys were the, the reason all my mixtapes were ruined. Okay. <laughs> so, what what do you all have against the last 35 seconds of a song? It's called posting, man. If, it's posting. It's yeah. if you weren't a good DJ, you couldn't know, post a song. You know what really hurt is when, you know, I, I'm, I'm in my bedroom, my little recorder, and I just luck out and in time to press what, play and record, or record with those two buttons at the same time, and I get the whole beginning of the song, and I'm like, yes, only for it to be ruined <laughs> by someone chiming in with the Tarzan yell. And, uh, you know, That's um, when, but, so, but, Back in the day when we used to post, we didn't have anything that said how many how much time was left or anything else. We just oh, used to know the song. So you didn't do that yeah. on purpose? Because my husband and I thought, oh, yeah. we did it I thought maybe it was a conspiracy. Well, oh, we did it on purpose. Radio airtime is at a premium. And uh-huh. you've got to cram in as many words oh, yeah. as you possibly yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've got like a 12-second intro and maybe like a 10-second outro... You're going to cram as many words yep. as okay. you possibly yeah. can. That's cute that you think people making mixtapes in teenage years want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You were awesome. No. <laughs> you and I grew up together. Yeah, I, know. I know. We're just the same elementary I know you. You know, something that was so cool, because yeah, Britta and I, we lived by each other. We grew up together in middle school. But back then, it was junior high. Yeah. 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 And Reese Junior High, they had a lip sync. And... Uh, she, with your girlfriends, you were Axl Rose because you know this. You had, what? You had, you had this long hair and yeah, she, she had the long straight hair with the bandana and they lip synced to. They, it was I. And we won first place. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna find that picture. I have that picture. Oh, oh yeah, we gotta post that one. I, oh yeah, yeah, I will find that. Cause oh my gosh. She, oh, it was great. It was great. No. <laughs> she said no. I'm gonna Kathy find. knows it. way too much about we grew up together. So maybe she should do the interview. Okay. <laughs> well, I tried this morning. Yeah. We gave it our best shot, didn't we? Yes, we did. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more talking tunes. You gonna stick around, John? Uh, no, I'm heading out. Uh, oh out man, you're leaving already? Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway, <laughs> bye, John. Anyway, we'll be back more talking tunes after this. You're listening to No Deposit, No Return Disposable Radio. It doesn't get cheaper than this. It starts innocently enough, but can soon threaten society as we know it. Hi, sweetheart. How's the baby, the sweet little honey bunny? Isn't he a cutie? Just look at him. Learn to recognize the signs of baby talk. Honey, I'm home. How's my little smoky, wooky, wovey wife? It can happen to any of us, and once this pathetic demon grabs hold, there's no letting go. I love you, you sweet little baby talk. Only you can prevent baby talk. I love you, boopy, boopy, boopy. 
Hey, why'd you do that for? To find out more about Baby Talk, call 1-800-111-222. Ooh, you little poo 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 Okay, okay. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives living in an army. I just smiled at him and I turned the other cheek I really don't care, in fact I wish him well Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell But I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it An Amish with a tool, you know that's unheard of I never wear buttons but I got a cool hat And my homies agree I really look good in black Fool, if you come to visit you'll be bored to tears We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years But we ain't really quaint so please don't point and stare We're just technologically impaired There's no phone, no lights, no motor car Not a single luxury Like Robinson Crusoe It's as primitive as can be We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise We're just plain and simple guys living in an Amish paradise There's no time for sin and vice living in an Amish paradise We don't fight, we all play knives living in an Amish paradise Hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter Raise the barn on Monday, soon I'll raise another Think you're really righteous? Think you're pure in heart? Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. I'm the pious guy the little omelets wanna be like on my knees day and night, scoring points for the afterlife. So don't be vain and don't be whiny, or else, my brother, I might have to get medieval on your hiney. We've been spending most of our lives. Talking tunes, and we're here with the game that uh, G has never lost at yet. He beat Britta. He's beat Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid, in the third row. Beat him badly, too. I mean, he just oh, he well, beat him so bad that Peter Tripp just said. But there was an overtime. Yeah. It, yeah it they was. had to go to a third question. That's true. A That's third true. debate topic. So, so if you've been listening to the Talking Tunes show here every Saturday morning, 
on 100.9 FM, you'll know that this is our weekly debate topic. And I assign which side you're on, and then you get 60 seconds to make your stand and try to win over the audience, which basically is me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make the ultimate decision. So that's how the game works. So since uh, Steve's new to the game, I'm gonna we're gonna have G go first. Oh, and okay. Our first topic today, poor Steve, is uh, UFOs, <laughs> sometimes referred to as unidentified flying objects. Otherwise, so G Man, of course, as we all know, is a huge believer. Oh yeah. So you've got 60 seconds to tell us why UFOs are real. Go. Uh, this is a real easy one for me. Um, the Egyptians, um, a lot of people have written documents, whether in stones, um, whether in wall, whether of uh, alien beating beings. If you look at the temples or whatever about a higher being of people that did something. Where did that come from? That came from UFOs and that came from aliens. Why do I know? Because uh, if you look at some of those hieroglyphics or things that were put on in the walls, there was what light was that? bulbs. What was that? Uh, hieroglyphics or whatever. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, they had light bulbs, electricity, and all kinds of stuff that was farther than any technology. So that technology, I'm telling you right now, came from UFOs. And it came from people that um, we have not been in touch with. And finally, <laughs> I would like to tell you. Between Time. The, dang it. And you, you right. forgot about E.T. <laughs> I forgot all E.T. about E.T. All right. Well, here. You, you can poke holes Steve, in that thing. Steve's going to try <laughs> to that's, that's win it. Here we go, Steve. Well, UFOs are not real, in your opinion. UFOs are not real. There's not a shred of solid evidence to prove their existence. What intelligent being would willingly come to this planet and <laughs> hook up with the knuckleheads that the humans are? There's no absolutely no reason for them to come here. There's no, nothing of value here. There's 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 they they left nothing of any significance. You would you would think if there were actually UFOs that had came here, they would have had to establish a base or some sort of a docking port that if you were going to dock a, a, a spacecraft that was capable of coming from across the universe, it would certainly require substantial technical uh, assistance to, uh, if nothing else, refurbish it for its return journey. There's there's really nothing that, that shows that the... the Time. UFOs. All right, as is uh, custom on this show... After we finish the de- the first debates, we do get to ask a follow up question to try to further the cause and see if they can strengthen their position. Um, so I guess my one question back to Steve is going to be regarding um, the reference to if there were higher beings from other places outside of the Earth, they wouldn't choose to come here. Um, is that is that in some way a reference that there might be a higher being or other? Well, I I, I certainly uh, accept the possibility of a higher being. I I would just think if there was a uh, higher intelligence being that they, 
America would question their intelligence if they came here. <laughs> so came they, here for the blues. They would avoid the earth like most people avoid Cleveland. I get it. Okay. G-Man. Yes, sir. You lost me at light bulbs in the pyramid. <laughs> Do you have proof that there were light bulbs back then in the pyramid to help light up the hieroglyphics? No. Okay. First of all, you you, you misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm, oh, I'm saying sure I did. <laughs> with the Egyptians. Yes. It, with written in the walls, they had uh, electricity. Uh, things like light bulbs that were carved into the walls. The second thing that I wanted to say real quick. Like emojis? Uh, uh, like emojis. <laughs> highway, uh, no, not highway, but Area 51. Um, the, the, this government has covered uh, numerous times that a beings, and just recently they have said that something came to this earth that they could not recognize, and that is proven that they, they could not, Explain the speed. They could not explain how it traveled. So there are UFOs. Fake news. I'm going to go with Steve. Yeah. Steve wins the first round. You know what? I, I want to add to the light bulb thing. There was a very, <laughs> a very recent uh, survey done in, in England of, of uh, youth, and they found that these kids don't even know how to change a light bulb. So how would they even <laughs> be able to recognize what a light bulb was or can is. we get this straight? I didn't say there were UFOs in there. I was saying that they had in the pyramids walls carved emojis that looked like light bulbs. We got, got emojis, yeah. damn it. Smiley faces, cat faces, oh, hearts th- rise. I think you're getting to get the temper up there of the, of the hey, Greg, hey, Greg, Greg yes. when did you fly in from outer space? <laughs> He's been accused. He's what's, been accused. What's what's the thing? You that ever they... been probed, G? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell you that, boy. <laughs> what, uh, what what is the thing that they they see in the in the the cornfields and stuff where they have the the patterns? What are those? What are those from? I mean. They proved that traps. was man-made. They, pro- <laughs> they, proved that, they proved that a lot of those were Creative man-made. mowing. Okay, creative mowing. Okay. Yeah. So were you and out there, there? And there is no Area 51. It is an Area 51. There's no Area 51. There is an Area 51. I'll, I'll pay you $100 if you drive me to Area 51. Nobody can drive there. <laughs> they'll shoot you before you can get there. <laughs> you can only get to 52. You can get to 50. You can't get to 51. Yeah. You can go past it. It's, yeah. like, it's like the exit that doesn't exist. You can right. go, here comes exit 50. Here's exit what 52. What, where? <laughs> where did 51 go? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know if we, should to go through should we stop there? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Well, no, no. We, no, we got to go again. We got to go again. He's got to have his last on, chance. Man. His last chance. You know, you brought in a ringer. Well, and I, maybe. You know, but hey, that's all right. Oh, that's all right. Never played I, the I'm rope doping. I'm rope doping, but I'm okay. <laughs> All right, now, again, I I assign the topic for our our listeners out there that think this has all been prepared. You guys have never heard the subjects, and you also don't know who's going to get assigned which end of it. I don't think they think this is prepared, but okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, I don't think anyone's accused us of preparing anything on this show. That's that's probably a good, valid point. All right, on this second topic, um, this time Steve's going to have to go first. And he is 
against zoos. Go. I'm I'm against zoos. I'm I'm against caging any creature. There's these animals were born free. They deserve to be free. I, I I'm disgusted by by zoos. I, when I see a zoo, it's nothing but uh, caged animals ripped out of their environment with a, a life of being once again ogled by people that believe in UFOs <laughs> and don't know how to change a light bulb. <laughs> that their idea of good nutrition is fast food restaurants. Zoos are a bad thing. I don't support them. I would, I'd love to see all of them closed down and let the animals go. Preferably in your neighborhood. <laughs> Free them into society. I like it. So far, now, with a rebuttal, here's the G-Man with why he absolutely loves zoos. Go. Oh, Steve, go hug a Bambi or a tree. The reason why we need zoos is because the thing is simply is because we need education on these animals. How am I going to know what a lion is if I don't see a lion? How am I going to know what a giraffe is if I don't see a giraffe? In other words, how are we going to take care of these things in the future? How, how are we going to tell our children about these things? Zoos explain to us and give us a chance to take animals. Now, I wouldn't take animals that are non-injured. I would take animals that have been injured in the wildness and wilderness and save them and put them in zoos so we can be educated to see these animals. Is that, you got eight more seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. I'm done. <laughs> yes, you are. Turn the light out. All right. Once again, we do have the follow-up question. Anybody else on the panel here today have a follow-up question for either of those two positions? How do they feel about the newly pronounced <laughs> the wild animals coming out of the cage? <laughs> Anybody? Has anybody seen the movie? I've seen yeah. the movie, and it's basically computer-generated graphics. They don't use any real animals. So no animals were harmed during the making of the No movie? animals were harmed or used. It's all fake. Although they were all harmed in G-Zoo, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all these injured, lame animals you can come and look at. I think you should sing Born Free right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You, you, you know you guys just that hate a good argument. Ever seen a three-legged giraffe? <laughs> hey, you can smell them coming. I know you that know one for sure. <laughs> Even the host has lost it today. Now listen, listen, what I am saying, let me go back. If a bald eagle was hurt for some reason yes, and cannot go back into the wild, right. it should... It turns be, itself in. We'll get it and put it in a zoo. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That bald eagle is going to run right to your house so you take care of it, right? It just happened recently where an eagle was found dead. I mean, things happen. You know, we hey, animals get hurt in the wild. Yeah. Now you know? I know who ran over that eagle. <laughs> All right, so we have to come up with a conclusion here. Steve is our new champion. Yeah, see, you know. But 
But I, I will pay to go to the lame animal zoo. <laughs> you know what? I didn't have a chance. No, I didn't, you really I, didn't I, on I that did, one. You did, on that I one, did you not know. have a you chance. You had 120 seconds worth of chances. I did not have a chance because everybody hates a champion. But that's okay. Oh, you know what? That's okay. oh, that's what we what have is. is you're retired because you lost, and we got another one who is not going to be able to come I, back and do it again. You, so we got two champions. You, bye bye. You know, you know what? I, I have to say this, Steve. You, you, you're good. You, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I can say the rest of y'all, y'all haters, haters. All y'all haters. <laughs> y'all, Time for a break. Y'all don't like my zoo <laughs> with the, the injured. I still, Animals. I still say the pirates might beat the ninja ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with G's Sanctuary after this. And I'm going to come back and tell you why pirates break. can beat ninjas. G, you're the champ. <laughs> you're the champ. John, you've been having trouble getting to sleep. Or are you probably a man or a woman? <laughs> That's what's been keeping me awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> 